Dude, 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 this song closed. We gotta change it. Time for a zero check. Oh no, that's even worse. I couldn't cut was Hello all, and welcome to episode 10 of the Zero Check. I'm Steven, and with me are, as usual, Craig, Michael, and Richard. We're here Hello. to discuss four albums, as usual, uh, those being Jewel, Pieces of You, Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy, uh, In Flames, Colony, and Young Blood by Marcus King, So, which is a new one, so breaking our habit of, of only going down the nostalgia rabbit hole. So, uh, I figure that uh, we should we should get ourselves focused and, and moving down the, the the recording tunnel. So, who would like to start this week telling us about their album? When I say this week, I mean we've been on this for almost two months. So, you know, we've listened to the, we've listened to these a few times. I would imagine. I'm, why, don't we, uh, why don't we start with the oldest of the albums and Hairs of the Holy? All right, Richard, make it happen. So yeah, Houses of the Holy is Led Zeppelin's fifth studio album, I believe. Uh, it comes after Led Zeppelin 4. And uh, it was released in 1972. No, is that right? 1972? what do you guys is it think because it doesn't have stairway on it no stairway I know. denied <clears throat> uh there are there are there, most of led zeppelin's albums don't have stairway in fact it's true and that's why they're all underrated except for what is it led zeppelin four yeah it's four which also is a good album the, the one led zeppelin fact i know stairway to heaven is on led zeppelin four <laughs> uh yeah What'd you guys think of it? It was my first Led Zeppelin album. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, aside from hearing Stairway before, like I've obviously I've heard Stairway, but I've never really dove in and listened to a full album. It had this kind of uh, 70s feel to it that I was kind of digging a little bit. Um, I so the 70s. Yeah. Like I, I, I think the, 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 um, uh, the thing that jumped out at me the most was, um, that uh, dire maker song that i had obviously uh, that i had recognized and i was like oh i didn't know that was led zeppelin that sang that song oh and and i was listening i was like oh we have heard this song before so that the, the correct pronunciation of that song is deer maker dire maker oh, deer deer maker deer maker <laughs> okay uh is there a, is there a story behind why it's spelled like that is that a thing yes uh, there is. There is. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't have time on today's episode to describe what the story is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of enjoy. I like. I, I enjoy listening to it. I don't know if it's exactly my style. Uh, it's a little bit kind of. See, it's kind of hard to say because on our last episode, I was kind of 
pushing the virtues of the who and, <laughs> and all of that kind of music. But um, when we get to, to talking about Marcus King and, and, and even in flames, um, I, I think I'll have a, those kind of, the, especially the guitar riffs that I heard in both of those kind of worked for me better than, than the Zeppelin stuff. But I, I can't really put a finger on why exactly. So maybe you guys right. might be able to describe what you guys think better. So I'll, I'll let me, let me, I, I knew the basics of the, the, the story of the title of that song, but uh, I, I wanted to look it up so that I didn't um, ramble it incorrectly. So it, it's um, the title is a play on the word Jamaica when spoken in an English accent. Uh, and the old joke is, it said in a 2005 interview, Plant discussed the interpretation and pronunciations of the name of the song. He explained the title is derived from an old joke where two friends have the following exchange. My wife's gone to the West Indies, Jamaica, which in an English sounds like, English accent sounds like, did you make her? No, she wanted to go. Oh, there it is. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and that's why no one pronounced that song. <laughs> and of course, they they were they were in the sound of it is inspired by reggae as well. Yes. Uh, this is also my first Zeppelin album. Mine as well. Yeah. This, this this amazes me because like they they paved the early stones towards uh towards what towards all metal really uh i have so the 70s like are in yeah the 70s are in general mostly a black hole of like scene missing in my musical knowledge mm-hmm. um like i have only heard maybe the first black sabbath album all the way through um I don't know, just the 70s was that weird period where, like, I, period I didn't hear a lot. we were born. Well, also, not even that. I was that, born but, in like, the 70s. Sorry. Steve I was, was born in the 70s. Um, like, it was 1971. <laughs> no. The 70s music <laughs> I would hear, say, when I was, like, driving in, in the car with my parents growing up, I probably didn't recognize it 70s, but I, th- I think, like, I mentioned on before episodes, I would always ask them to go to fifties and sixties music. And yeah, if they weren't, we weren't listening, once they got sick of me requesting that they would be listening to like the current contemporary stuff of the eighties. So it's like the seventies was this weird period where I didn't get exposed to a lot of its music growing up and then didn't revisit it when I was, um, when I was older in my teens or whatever. Um, only the worst music of the eighties. <laughs> You switch from CHFI to like, you know, chum. Yep. <laughs> AM, not FM. Yep. Ten fifty chum. And when, when, when are we doing our yacht rock episode? <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I could. The, but part of, part of the the thing behind yacht rock is you have no idea who did that song, mm. even if you can <laughs> sing every word of it. So if you can pick an album, it defeats the purpose. Yes. It was really tough. Here's a question for you guys. What uh, what era were your parents born in? Uh, my dad was born in 48. My mom was born in 50. Yeah. Okay. 47, 47 and 49. Uh, 57 and 59 for me. Oh, they're youngins. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Ooh. Rick's are like 1980, 1925 <laughs> and like 19... <laughs> 19... <laughs> late, late, late 1930s, early 1940s. Yeah. 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 Your, your Richard's parents are a bit older. <laughs> but, but, my, but my point is, like, I'm the youngest of many 
children, mm-hmm. uh, sort of the second family. So I have siblings that were born in the yeah. uh, early to mid '60s, and um, so they grew up like they were in high school when this was popular music. Or well, I mean, this was a little bit before they were in high school, but uh, yeah, I always they're... forget how early Zeppelin yeah. hit, or in yeah, a lot I mean, of they, '70s they music. I feel, yeah. I always, I forget a lot of the time. Like yes, yeah. like Roundabout came out in 1969. Yeah. Whereas in my yeah, head, that is like, like, that's a 70s song. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like um, you know something like early Nirvana is in the 80s, right? Yeah, Alice yeah, in Chains, Soundgarden, they're all they're all late 80s. Like, they are they are quintessentially 90s bands, and I think yeah. that's the, sort of the same thing with you know Led Zeppelin in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, I also listened to a lot of um, uh, Q107 too, which, when we were in high school, played seventies or you know late sixties and seventies rock. You're dead. Uh, That's why I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, skip a uh, track on the radio. <laughs> yeah, all the greatest hits from nineteen sixty 1960 to nineteen sixty one. Yep. And they had psychedelic Sundays, man. So oh, good. I hated, I hated that stuff. Hated flower, it so much. Flower power. And if if you could accidentally hear the Who, I didn't want to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely <laughs> accidentally hear the Who. Yeah. Or purposely. No, no not me. Um, <laughs> I I actually quite enjoyed Houses of the Holy. I thought it was a very listenable album. Yeah. Um, I but I, I mean, picture it. Here I am sitting there listening to the album and the song remains the same. The opening track comes on yeah. and I'm, and I, in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. It sounds like the who again. <laughs> that was my first thought too. <laughs> I was like, shit, this is going to be, a, this is going to be a long two months. <laughs> and, there's, and there's lots of bums on the cover, cover art. <laughs> yes. uh, but but the, the album does not stay. The, the songs do not remain the same. No, <laughs> they they change in style, and I was very happy to hear that. There is a lot of variety on this album. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place, you know, with your the crunch. I was also I was also surprised at how many songs on this I I knew, like even if I didn't know, yeah. I knew it. Like I'd heard the rain song. I I definitely knew over the hills and far away. Dancing Days, Jamaica, and No Quarter. All of them I knew. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize that that was going to be the case. <laughs> Listen to pretty much any Led Zeppelin song, you'll have the same experience. Like, you'll have heard most of their, most of their <laughs> no, songs. That's, that's not necessarily true. There's lots of Led Zeppelin songs. I'm, I'm not talking, I'm like, just songs, like popular songs that I am not particularly familiar with. Okay. Like, I, I know them to hear, like, now I know them to hear them, but it's, like, that's that's a recent thing. Like, I hadn't really heard Immigrant Song before Thor. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, and then I was like, this is is friggin' awesome in Ragnarok when he did this. Immigrant Song is like proto-power metal. (laughs) Oh, it's super, I I don't listen to power metal. (laughs) You should. I... (laughs) As Craig but jumps I, in, you should. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I thought it was really good. Like I, I thought yeah. it like a lot of the, but you know, a lot of the tracks on this, like I was like, 
I don't even like over the hills and far away. That song would get stuck in my head and I could not get it out. I don't know why. Like just like I'd hear it and then I'd hear listen to the whole album and then that song is what was on a repeat loop in my head. So I'll I'll share one uh, one fun fact about this album. Okay. Um, there is a song. There is a Led Zeppelin song, "Houses of the Holy," uh, and it was written for this album, but it ended up getting cut from the list. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, only to be included in the next album, "Physical Graffiti." That's confusing. Yeah, super confusing. Silly Zeppelin. Yeah. Tricks are for I'm, kids. I'm going back to what Mike said, and I think Mike and I probably have the same same opinion now that I think of it. Of I needed more riffs on this album. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, this what like this set of mm. albums confirmed to me is I am deaf, I am 100% a guitar guy. You give mm. me some guitar, like good guitar riffs on an album, boom, I'm there. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm an uncultured slob like that. Um, and I think a lot of the, the more famous Zeppelin songs I like, like Whole Lot of Love and Immigrant Song, they're based around an iconic guitar riff. I don't True. think I found that a lot here. How about like yeah. Dancing Days? like i heard that and i was like i know that song you know what i mean i don't like think it's heard... so familiar the only songs that i recognized at least from the title before listening to this were a song remains the same and no quarter um i don't when i was listening to it i don't i didn't have any um deja vu with any listening to anything which may may be weird but Again, like I only really know the super famous Zeppelin songs. Another um, another reason I a lot of the song. So one of the first CDs I ever was given as a gift is um, this album called Encomium, a tribute to Led Zeppelin, and it's a bunch of covers of Led Zeppelin songs. And a lot of these songs are on it from this album. Ah, I think mm. I think that gave sounds it sounds like a big big album. Like I, yeah, I just just the, the sheer amount that this album seemed like a background part of life you know what i mean <laughs> like it, it's yeah. just there that um that makes me feel like it, this is a very successful effort on their parts <laughs> mm-hmm. and i liked it like i thought it, i thought it was like this is the kind of album that i will go back later and after we're done with this and i'll listen to it again you should uh, listen to other ones too. I mean, there are, there is a number that I I go back and I listen to. Um, no, I, I mean other Led Zeppelin albums. Oh yeah, m- maybe. I mean, yeah. I haven't really given. I haven't gone through their catalog. I haven't listened to any others actually. I've only listened to this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how m- many. Like, there's a lot of albums we we listen to and we go through, and I'm like, oh, that was interesting. I you know I enjoyed listening to it, and that, but I'm. I won't go back and watch it again. It's like, you know, watching a movie that was all right, but you, you know, yeah. it's not one of your favorites. So you won't go back to it. Um, this, this one, I think I would. Um, speaking of that, I, just the other day, I'm like, I want to listen to master of puppets. So I turned on master of puppets <laughs> and I listened to it. So thanks, Craig. <laughs> you are always welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I go back to Deltron regularly now. Oh, Deltron was good. I, I should do that. That was great. <laughs> album. Fun, um, fun Master Puppets fact, and the album before it, Ride the Lightning. This is very much a tangent, but um, something do. I saw on YouTube the other day that you reminded me of, um, Steve, that um, 
those two albums are actually sped up. Um, they Oh. were recorded and then sped up in, um, in production, which is why Ride the Lightning is sharp. So if you try, if you tune a guitar to standard tuning and you try to play along with Ride the Lightning, It'll be flat. it'll be, you will sound flat. Yeah. And that's because it was recorded in standard and then sped up. Um, Huh. I forget what they did for Puppets because Puppets doesn't have that problem. But apparently Pup Master Puppets, at least some of the songs or the entire album was also played at one speed and then slightly sped up for the recording. Your fact Interesting. for the day. No, that's a great album. Like just just starting off in battery and going, it's such a good album. So good. Not Uh, a bad song. Not or not. There's no bad songs on that album. yeah, I hear you. Uh, so so yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, um, I like I like this as a gateway to Led Zeppelin. Um, it it did not turn me off. Um, it's it's very listenable, and if I'm in the right mood, I'll listen to it again. It's got a good beat. You can dance to it. Some good American bandstand referencing, Steve. That's a that's a deep cut. There are there are like zero zennials that are gonna get that. It's okay. Anyone I don't. under I don't anyone speak. under anyone under thirty who happens to listen to this is gonna be like, what? I don't speak look up for a, them. look That's up that's American our that's bandstand our whole audience, bands. basically. I graced this world in 1979, making me borderline Gen X. Indeed. Oh no, zennial is no no no. There's like X annual, which is the like micro generation between X and millennial, which I think we are a part of. And Yeah, then there's I the Z think we millennial. fall we all fall firmly into that our Oh, weird micro generation. yeah, yeah. Also called elder millennials. Yeah, or young Xs. Yeah, summon the elder millennial. <laughs> This like all confuses Hulu. me. <laughs> all right, Receiving shall we move the invitation. on? Oh, Sure. another thing. If I don't know if you guys all listened to the cover of. Uh, of no quarter that tool did Tool but one? they Yeah, did it was a good. really cool It turns they do into a really turns cool into song tool. Yeah. yeah it just becomes a tool song 100 <laughs> turns into a tool song They just stop trying. They fall we into can't like help ourselves generic tool jam. <laughs> All right. So I guess um, I, I will. Um, I'll jump in because I think I have the next oldest album. Rule us up. Yeah, well, I, I chose Jewel, Pieces of You. Uh, which was her her big uh, debut breakthrough album, um, and I chose this one because uh, my my everybody like my guilty pleasure song has always been you know Jewel. Do you remember me? Because I don't know, it's just, I, it's just that song that you like by the artist that you think is kind of lousy. So I said, hey, why, why not give the whole thing, the whole album a shot and see what, because I mean, this is a, a very like highly touted, you know, uh, popular best-selling album with the Lilith Fair set. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you yeah. know, 
Wait, what? I, I don't think we've. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done one of those else ones before. So here it is, jewel pieces of you. Uh, it's, let's see, this what can I say about album. it? Yeah, mm. it, it's it's part. It's this part, is a well, weird ass album. It, some of it, it's part part live recording and part studio recordings. And yeah, then like, there's a couple of tracks that were re-recorded for the album later, because mm. uh, I guess she was too Julie on them. Yeah, there's so like she, singles versions of stuff. Yeah, like like foolish games and you were meant for me and all, all those ones. They were uh, like little sister. I think they're all of them have re-recorded versions because um down the old one she gets yeah she gets really carried away with being her when she's singing them mm-hmm. um and i think that the people who produce her were like can you sing this again and you know just give it to us straight like less of your um less alaska more la me- less, no it's it's, less it's, Julie. it's, alaska. <laughs> it's, it's like anti-alaska it's like melodramatic gushing mm. like Sing it straight. Like, don't don't break down into sobs in the middle of your song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they re-recorded them, and they were really popular. And I think they needed to do that because I don't think the songs would have had a particularly wide appeal without being re-recorded. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're good for what they are, but um, you know, she's looking to, to hit the mass market with this stuff and, or they're looking to hit the mass market for her with this stuff. And, yeah. Uh, you've you've got to, you got to give the public something that's easier to digest than, than pure unadulterated raw jewel. Yeah. There's a lot of tonal whiplash. Oh yeah. On this album from like, Oh yeah. Polish radio hit. And then me singing some angst, angsty early nineties stuff in a coffee oh, shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. is not what I ex- I did not expect what this album gives you. Very different. <laughs> it can also, I think the other impression I had is it, it can be a slog. If you are not in the mood for <laughs> it, it it drags in places. Like, where did I, what was that song I said? Oh, Adrian. Yeah. Oh, Adrian's like it. nine minutes of like. I lost it at Adrian one day and was like, <laughs> oh, I think I, I had meetings Adrian. or something. I had I meetings, so I mostly listen to try and listen to our albums at work, and I must have started that song like four or five times over the course of the day trying to finish it. I th- I think that's like peak slog point of the album. It's really long. It is really long, and what's the other thing? I think Daddy is also yeah. You're like you're pretty lot... late when you're hitting that. You're almost yeah. Done. <laughs> a lot of her coffee shop jams are like slow. And there's no there's no crescendo. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like keeps going at this monotone level. Not monotone. There's some emotion to it, but it, it's like oh, it plateaus. There's probably too much emotion. To some of it. Yeah. There's no there's no build. There's no release of tension or anything. It just keeps going at this. I, I think what level you're saying is that the the strong song is not structured in an interesting way. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't call it spoken word. Yeah, you, you're looking for verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. <laughs> yeah. With a, where's the confounded bridge? Is yes. what you're asking. <laughs> Can anyone find the bridge? It's the, the bridge. Led Zeppelin yeah. reference, by the way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I you, also, but, you know, to our listener. One one thing we we talked about um, over the course of listening to these albums um, on the side was. 
what types of music blend together for us and what yeah types of music can we honestly um the jewel blends together for me too yeah acoustic like this type of acoustic or solo acoustic guitar um music where it's strummed chords i have a it blends together very easily for me and i think that's also causes is where a lot of my opinions on this album come from is long songs that are minimalist acoustic guitar with kind of the same chord progressions and picking patterns and uh, it, it can be a chore to get through on some days if you're not if Not you're your not jam. like vibing with it but the singles the singles are amazing Yeah, the let's singles let's are really strong yes on this the album. singles are really strong but this is not this is not like a completely slickly produced This is a singles album. Yes. But it's not Sure, that's that's a okay. Yeah. It takes all kinds. But I but I guess I would say like the sing you are not getting an album full of material that sounds like the singles. That's true. You you are getting a very diverse probably unexpected album, which in And, in some ways is a cool little and oddity none for of the me singles that day. particularly sound like the the the, the rest of the album either Yeah. like, like the, the the corollary to that you know like he you don't yeah if, if you buy this album expecting something you won't get it Yeah. Usually, usually like bands will have one instance of that where um, like Sugar Ray is an example of that or um, I don't I don't use sugar know. ray as an example of anything <laughs> All right. Well, Steve, what's the, well, when you think of like a band that had a band that had a famous single that sounded nothing like their other material, what example pops into your head? Um, that, that's the example I'm trying. I was trying Sugar to think Ray is of. actually a good, Why? a good example Why? Like Sugar of that. Ray. Well, until, Pardon? until it did sound like all the rest of their material, but that was just, Yeah. Until you know, they were probably got one popular song and then every other song they wrote sounded like it. Yeah, because before that, their 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 thing was they were like a a hardcore. RPM baby. Yeah, they were a hardcore band Mean with a DJ. Mean machine. Yeah, Ooh, they're I got a good one. Take they're a picture very by Filter. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Just, yeah, other filter doesn't sound a thing like that. It's true. Oh, yeah. Um. Alt J. Yeah. That's, that's cool. <laughs> One one of the things I I said to you guys when we were you know between recordings when listening to this was that I I feel like Jewel is basically the real life uh, Phoebe Buffay mm -hmm. from uh, from Friends. Smellicat, smellicat. <laughs> yeah, I think it's possible that Phoebe was partially based on her. <laughs> yeah, or or became that because yeah, or became that yeah. Friends started the year before this came out. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. It's all around the same time, though. Everything's contemporary with itself. Yeah. 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 Jewel was also 20 or 21 when this came out. So she mm. is at that age where yeah, she's you super are old. young. And some of the songs are old. Right. Yeah. So you're, she's at that age where I think you're old enough to have some legitimate, like, profoundness or smart observations. But you're also y still young enough where. You can say things or write things that you think are smart, but come off as incredibly naive. Yeah, it's like if you're on pot. Mm. Yeah, it's not that not naive in that case, just dumb. <laughs> like yeah, watching man, that '70s I... show. Oh man! In the circle. <laughs> yeah. 
so so i have this album i i actually have the cd over there somewhere oh boy <laughs> so i i had this album me and my buddy uh in high school had like this massive crush on jewel so we both bought a copies of this album <laughs> i see um yeah i mean she's a beautiful beautiful woman and and she's what's cool is that she's still super talented today i was actually going through and, and watching some of her more recent like live performances and stuff she has an incredible voice and the stuff that she's doing with her voice is is so carefully trained that it's hey, she it's won like, the best singer yeah <laughs> like, spoilers oh my goodness so um yeah, she she's she's so talented in, in that regard. And and I think what's cool about and just sort of to build on what Craig was talking about with sort of the the um the, the strumming and the the chords and the and the singing and everything. What I what I what I would say though is that Jewel sounds like Jewel and only like Jewel. Like if you were to hear a Jewel song, you'd know right away that it was a Jewel song. Yeah, I, I hear Which, you on that. That's right. That's why she was really easy to identify in the mass singer. Yeah. <laughs> like she um uh she she's she's definitely like i, I agree 100 percent with the singles like I, i'm i'm still a fan of some of those songs but the other stuff like i mentioned in the chat today that i was listening to it while i was at work trying to just get some paperwork done this morning and it was just bumming me out and it, and it probably was i was just not in the right frame of mind for you know coffee house rock <laughs> you know as, as craig put that's it so very much that's exactly <laughs> what it is like seriously right so music that a spoken word attempted to be profound has anyone seen so I married an axe murderer. Uh-huh. Nope. You, you yep. know the coffee house scenes where he's uh mm. he's he's doing his, his poetry? Yeah. <laughs> that that that's kind of how I feel about some of this sometimes. Harriet. Oh, yeah. Harriet. Hot hotted <laughs> harbinger of haggis. <laughs> Hid Dune. Yes, it's a wonderful <laughs> movie. You should see it if you haven't. Uh, yeah. Have so, any of you watched the Orville? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That uh, those episodes where what's his name uh, goes back in time and yeah, meet, <laughs> meets well, not really goes back in time, but like on the holodeck. Yeah, uh, yeah. Goes back in time and meets the simulation of the '90s girl. Yeah, <laughs> and then actually goes back in time and meets the '90s girl. Yeah, eventually, eventually he does yeah. actually go back in time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it does feel kind of like that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so right. that's uh, that, that that's was Jewel. that was Jewel. Yeah, uh, a little it bit off of our beat in the nineties because she had a smartphone. But yeah, yeah that's <laughs> a good, good call. It felt yeah. like the nineties. Yeah, nineties with a bit of anachronism. Yeah. yeah. All right, Craig. I think you're next. With yeah, uh, my, mine would be last because mine album was this year. Hundred <laughs> percent. We are Brand going new. to we're going to head to the in, almost right at the end of the 1990s with Claim or Colony by In Flames. In Flames had two albums in a row that started with a C, so I almost got confused. Mm. Um, this is In Flames' fifth album. Let me count here: one, two, three, fourth. Four. It is fourth. Whoopsie, fourth. That's Wikipedia. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, my introduction to In Flames was the album after this. Um, Clayman, but I, I think this is the stronger um, album.
and flames are from a town in Sweden called Gothenburg. And I mentioned that because Gothenburg was kind of like the Seattle in Sweden in the nineties. There were a ton of bands and a ton of people there that all got together and kind of developed their own style of music that came to be known as melodic death metal. The death metal comes in in the vocals and the melodic part comes in with the musicians being fans of like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and incorporating a lot of harmonized guitars The into melodic and comes lead guitar in with the music not sucking. the music being awesome I like this um so much. uh this became the dominant style in a lot of european metal in the late 90s and then crossed over into north america in the 2000s and influenced a lot of us bands like shadows fall um and chimera and bands like that In Flame, I think that, like uh, Richard mentioned, In Flames were the most successful band from this scene. They had kind of the most accessible riffs. Um, their songs weren't too long or like too complicated. So they were able to get a good, pretty good fan base in North America and they're still doing headline tours today. Uh, unfortunately, they pulled a Metallica and changed their sound two albums after this one and dropped all the interesting parts. So I kind of hopped off their discography shortly after um, this album was released. But for a time, they put out some really, really awesome music. Um, especially when you think back to what was happening in North America at this time with new metal, where I think grunge, the, like a, the narrative around grunge is grunge grunge is dead is at this like point, a reaction. yeah. Yeah, grunge, grunge is dead. But when people talk about, when, one of the things people say when they talk about like grunge is that it was a reaction to the excess of hair metal. So like stripping down the music and, you know, getting rid of the excess lifestyle. But grunge still had like guitar solos and fairly technical musicianship. It was new metal that killed people like knowing how to play their instruments because new metal riffs were stupid dumbed down. So if you were used to hearing like corn or Limbiscuit riffs, And you went from that to this stuff, this stuff, this blew my mind. The first time I heard in flames, it was a complete revelation of yes, this is exactly new what I want to hear. new metal was more or less god awful like i remember Except from sorry go ahead Yeah, I could probably list the number of new metal new metal albums that I still go back to, probably five or less. oh And it's there's just one five or less you one can band. list them right now Um, i'm interested there's one band nothing. One band called Nothing Face, okay whose entire cool discography I would say is legitimately good. Um, I would say the first two Corn albums are interesting. Um, I think the first one has probably not aged well with a lot of the content of it, but I would I would say like they're not watered down, and they're they're probably legitimately good metal albums. Um, Speaking of corn, briefly, if I can interject, I think yeah. where where corn shines is not in the guitar solos, but in the bass riffs. Yeah, Some of some and of a corn's lot big of songs like the, have rock and bass riffs. yeah, of like almost all slapping. Yeah. Uh, Sepultura's Roots is a really good new metal album. Sepultura doesn't count as new metal, does it? Um, yeah, I never thought of them as metal, Root, but Roots is a new metal album. Roots is like Sepultura the is lead like an singer. actual metal band, though. Yes, but Roots Roots is And an they were interesting. like in the early, late eighties, early nineties. Like when are Sepultura Yeah. from? Mid eighties. Yeah, mid eighties. So Roots is an interesting example of a band trying to hop on a trend that hasn't become a trend yet. Mm. Is that I've been when trying to think. Vanilla Ice released Too Cold 
which is Ice Ice Baby done in new metal style. <laughs> this was before that. I'm pretty sure Vanilla Ice hopped on new metal after like 1998 when it when it had hit the mainstream. What did he do that? Sorry, I keep going, Craig. I want to look this Steve, up. Steve, yeah, Steve, you look this up. The real um, question is why did he do it? Because uh, he wanted. He wasn't to make up to money. anything else. <laughs> he wasn't doing anything else. Might as well. 1998. Yeah. And then he Yeah. I generally consider 1998 to be the year that like new metal hit the mainstream because that's when Korn's third album came out. And I remember like HMV, no, much music arranged them to drive a tank down Queen Street or some nonsense for the album release. So a lot of new metal is nonsense. I mean, a lot of new metal is a lot of nonsense. Oh, the first Slipknot album also I would say okay. is also interesting. Just yeah. to, as a, a bit of a segue, because segues are awesome. I um, I just recently saw the um, the Netflix documentary on Woodstock '99, and it you know basically Limp Bizkit broke the place. So they, they you know, they're, they're, yeah, pretty much that that song comes on, they start tearing down towers, like. Yep. Uh, fire oh chili the chili peppers playing when like stuff is burning in the yeah, background yeah like there was some serious bad news stuff going on there uh, if you haven't watched it, it's really interesting there's a couple there's been like two or those there's the netflix one i'm pretty sure there's another woodstock 99 came documentary that came out within the past year or two but they're probably all worth a watch there's some bad shit went down at that point at that festival yeah i mean and it's especially because it's funny because they in, in the the documentary they had the guy who organized one of the guys who organized the original Woodstock, and they're talking about Woodstock '99, and there's like a one sentence mention of the fact that they did Woodstock '94. It's like the forgotten Woodstock. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's funny because that's one I really remember. That's one with Green Day with yeah. the blue hair. That's the one that they they, mm, they, and... they did pay per view, like. <laughs> yeah and. Billy Joel catches like the yeah the mud mud or the yeah gas that's that's mouth. Woodstock '94 yeah yeah that, that's like my the his... iconic Woodstock of the '90s image in my head other than fire. <laughs> I think Woodstock '94 has been forgotten because nothing nothing really bad happened. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and only bad things happened exposure. at Woodstock '99. It was terrible. Yes, quite bad. So, and, and they get to say, yeah, they, they, they get to say, sorry. Like, yeah, you. What did you expect? You got like two hundred thousand people there, a lot of whom are young men. You mm -hmm. advertise them. You get them to come in with bands like Corn and Limp Bizkit, and you know, uh, you know, like a bunch of new metal acts, and you know, violent Rage Against the Machine. You know, like, mm -hmm. um, and then. Um, and then you gouge them brutally for food and water, and there's no shade; it's all sun, and your people are having a heat stroke. And then, and, and you ask they, them nicely not to rape each other, and they are like, like it's not, <laughs> it doesn't stop them. And then no one's cleaning the place, so the garbage is building up. So after three days of that, people are just like, okay, let's burn the place down. Like if I were there, I might have been like, "Okay, let's burn the place down." Yeah, I was twenty. No, I could have gone. 
Moby peaced out on like the first day. <laughs> he played a set and was like, let's get out of here. <laughs> I, I sense bad things are about yeah. to happen. Yep. Also, Jewel played Woodstock 99. <laughs> <laughs> Who will save I know. Like, talk about a talk about a ridiculously out of place. But in any case, we were talking about In Flames. Yes. So mainly that the scene that In Flames was coming from was extremely different than what was happening in North America. Mm. And if you found about it early, it was. It was a revelation of guitar solos and harmonized guitars and double bass drums and everything that had been missing. And those, keyboards, too. All those good mm. things. Yeah, everything that had miss been missing in like mainstream American metal for the past five years. I thought the uh, music sounded great. Like it, it was, it was like so good. really entertaining, like music. I, I, I have some, my own issues with it, but I'll, which I'll get to later. Um, I don't like the vocals. I hate yeah. them actually. I think they're terrible. I think they ruin the songs. <laughs> I like the instrumentals. The the instrumentals that are that's it's will... boss fight music. It's it's all boss fight music, like when you're playing a video game. It reminded me of playing Contra. I loved it. Well Contra if if they were <laughs> in flames were eight bit. <laughs> Ooh, eight bit in flames. That would be awesome. I'm sure can we can do some chip tunes one of these times? Place. We did a chip tune album <laughs> back in the day, didn't we? Didn't we do oh, an Anamanaguchi? Yeah. yeah. I think we did like the current Anamanaguchi release at the time on a previous episode. That sounds like something we, we would do. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a different chiptunes. Yeah, I, I, we'll think about it. I, I I don't know. I think I'd rather do chat pop before I did chiptunes. <laughs> no more bleep bloops. Which was amazing, by the way. So yeah, um, the new, the newer stuff. His newer stuff's pretty good. There it is. Animanaguchi, Endless Fantasy, is what we did. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a new album at the time. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I I I don't care for the lyrical style. Um, it it actually really bothers me. Um, and I found that. I had trouble differentiating between songs. Mm, which is where our con so yeah. I do have a question about the like what about the lyrical style bothers you if it's the content or if it's just like the way there it's was written? content. I think it's the growling. <laughs> like no, but it's if, a, that's if, a different complaint Steve has. Steve has. Yeah, I I no, I, no it is a growl. Like I said there was like he was forming words. It was English. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> like this is, this is the thing Steve and I will forget forever. Disagree. He on. could be vomiting in a toilet. <laughs> oh dear. Like it's it's <laughs> it's not like why why bother if it's just going to sound like that? Because <laughs> it makes the music give a certain effect. Like if you sung this in a power metal voice, it it would give the music an entirely different tone. It would tone down the aggressiveness Better, maybe? of the music. No, <laughs> it would tone down the aggressiveness of the music substantially. I like, kind of also I think felt, I've just like I felt the same thing that the, the, yeah. the vocals seemed a little out of place. I watched a live performance of these guys, like they had done a concert last year, actually this summer, and it was on YouTube, and I was just watching a little bit of it and. Uh, 
and it was it was kind of neat like watching the instrumentalist just sort of doing their thing and and this guy you know standing on the stage he had a baseball cap on and he was just screaming into the microphone and and it worked a little better when you could see it but i found that when i was just listening to it it wasn't really sticking out or sorry it was really sticking out sort of from what i, wa- I was expecting to hear yeah, it didn't sound doesn't sound good i guess it's kind of the issue like sure it it sounded aggressive that's great but i mean so does like a guy screaming and hitting something hitting up a wall with a baseball bat and i'm not gonna be listening to that for entertainment like i would disagree that i think it sounds really bad yay richard (laughs) i really like uh i really like in flames i'm not a huge uh fan of all Particularly not death metal, but most melodic death metal I can listen to. But um, I like it. I like In Flames. Like I like you mentioned, I had said before that it is definitely as far as melodic death metal goes. It's the most accessible. It's very listenable. The music's mm-hmm. fun. Lots of energy. It's, yeah, the music uh, is great. Like I, I really enjoyed the music, which is part of the reason i'm so <laughs> disappointed by the vocals <laughs> like i i thought the music was awesome i said uh there, there's a couple of instrumental tracks on there that i really liked um, i think after after 20 years of craig saying hey listen to this i've yeah. finally come around to uh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah me, me too this is my current favorite uh, craig recommendation i also have like decades of desensitization to different <laughs> styles I don't think desensitization is the right word. It's it's uh, becoming familiar, familiarization. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'm trying. This, I'm this going over the ones that Craig gave us, and I'm trying to. What is my favorite Craig album that we've we've done so far in these in these ten episodes? I think it's probably Iron Maiden, Brave New World. It's an awesome album. I would I would guess that. I mean, That's I like Born in the USA. Um, yeah. October Rust was okay for what it was. Um, Blue Man Group was fun, but kind of novelty. I I, su- I liked su- Strapping Young Lad a surprising amount. Mm. Um, I disliked They Might Be Giants a surprising amount. Mm, I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, it's not even disliked. I just it was kind of I met them, so yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought I'd like them more. No, Iron Maiden, Brave New World. That's that's my winner for this time. <laughs> for, 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 that makes sense for the reboot i'll go over the the classic albums and i'll decide what my absolute favorite is but that's... i'm gonna bet the damn things <laughs> i i love the damn absolute... things it was such a good album but you also chose yes. like the econline crush the devil you know Ooh. and that's like one of my favorite albums i love that album yeah. you chose master of puppets mm-hmm. so yeah i like the going back to the point you made about this this style blends together for you steve it does i think that that kicked off our our little conversation about like what is your brain naturally tuned to recognize really easily and yeah. what does it just what can't it differentiate and i think the other thing i said that my brain can't or has trouble with is solo piano like classical piano that yeah. blends together for me super easily i actually don't have a problem with get... that but no going going down your list and a lot of t- i have had a lot of trouble with albums you've chosen and being able yeah. to differentiate between songs um all because they're guitar album. I would bet you it's because a lot of the, what I choose is guitar based. Is yeah. like riff oriented guitar rock. Like I have and trouble. Brain's... I have trouble with a bunch of Devin, the older Devin Townsend. You did. Um, mm. uh, I don't even remember what Enslaved sound like, but I was bad. 
Yeah, you didn't like Enslaved. No, Animals as Leaders. It was all the same crap. <laughs> Meshuggah, you chose some bad albums. You know, Meshuggah is amazing. That <laughs> Meshuggah album I love so much. It's so good. Um, no, but and Maserati, Winter Sun, <laughs> Odeker. Like, there's a bunch of those albums. I just, you know, it, it was all just sort of a wall of noise to me. Hmm. So I, I and I I, I kind of I don't have that same problem with In Flames because the melodies are so much stronger. It's not a wall of noise. It's a wall of music that I can't differentiate when one song ends and the next begins. Which is still interesting because the music is palpable to you, but you're not like the melodies all blend together. Every once, me, every like, once, yes, every once in a while, there's a song that, like, uh, what was the one I said? It was near the end. Uh, Man made God. God. Uh, that yeah. w- and the new word as well, right before it. Those two would yeah. come on, and they sound different, different mm-hmm. enough that I, I'm like, okay, there's that song I like. Mm-hmm. It's starting up, um, but I didn't. I had trouble with that on, all, on, on the previous songs. Even if I didn't mind the song, like I wouldn't be like, oh, there's a song I like. It, it was mm-hmm. only when I got near the end of the album that I started to make those picks, really. Like, does nobody else feel like it? To, to me, it jumped out at me as boss battle music. Maybe I played too many video games. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get that myself. But it, but... But it jumped out, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I loved it. I was like, I was listening to the music. I was hyped. I was ready to to tackle that boss, whatever. You know, the end of a Mega Man level mm-hmm. or the end of a drive too is that, fast. Is that Optimus highway. Prime on the wall behind you, going back it, and forth? It is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm... <laughs> That's my pixel art screen, and I haven't been able to get it to work. And I finally got oh. it working while we were chatting. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I thought uh, I thought Craigers would appreciate this guy up here. I totally didn't notice it until you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I could see how this would this would feel like, especially like I agree. more classical Japanese video game music, as a lot of that is like based on thrash. Yeah. yeah. Like Mega Mega Man music. Yeah, I I, I, I like this a lot. Really well. I had a lot of fun listening to this stuff. You, you said Mega Man music, and I had songs start in my head. Mm-hmm. I played so much Mega Man. <laughs> Wily, Wily Stage 2 from Mega Man 2. <laughs> Mega Man 2. I played yeah, endless Mega Man 2. That's the best one. By far. Equipped Metal Blades. <laughs> uh, some of the Me- Mega Man X games are really good. Mm-hmm. They, but... None of them were Mega Man. I played a bunch of those, too. None of them were Mega Man 2. X X was my series. I didn't have an NES, so X was my uh, James, James had Mega Man 2, and we played it to death. Yeah, I watched <laughs> a... Um, I had heard recently, like, the the Doom reboot from, I think, 2016 or something that had people were praising its soundtrack, or Doom Eternal, and there was a live performance that the main musician did um, at a fairly recent award show. So I watched it, and it's just dude chugging away on an eight-string guitar. And I'm like, have you people never heard an eight-string guitar played before? Like, this is dude playing two notes. Most people jumping haven't. around the stage. No, I know most people haven't. I live in my bubble. If, if you buy an eight-string guitar, if you're only playing two notes. Eh, Technically, you, you need a two-string guitar. All you need is a two-string guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like presidents of the United States. <laughs> all right, are we ready to move on? Yeah, I think so. That was that Mike, was that was pretty good. Yeah, Mike, tell us yeah. about Young Blood by Marcus King. 
Okay. You have so, to up our tangent count, Mike. We had a lot of tangents. On oh this last my album. goodness. Okay. So um, this particular album sort of came out of nowhere for me. I was, uh, I, I'm a fan of um, a Sirius XM radio show called the bonfire and it's a, um, it's a comedy show. It's a little raunchy, um, but a couple of comedians are on the show and, and I listen to it all the time. It's basically the reason I have a Sirius XM uh, subscription because I love the show so much. And uh, on a recent episode, they had Marcus King and his uh, band uh, come and perform a few songs and they, they talked to them and asked some questions. And, and um, so I'm just like, I'm doing housework, whatever I'm listening to, you know, I'm listening to my, my headphones and I'm like, this music's pretty good. Like I'm not usually into that style of sort of bluesy kind of, uh, I think they called it Americana type <laughs> music. Um, 70 Southern rock. Yeah. Southern rock. And, and, uh, and it was just a lot of fun to listen to. And I was like, okay, okay. That's, this is why I have like a subscription. You know, I'm going to log in. I'm going to, I'm going to open up Marcus King's album and I'm going to listen to it. And And I, I quite enjoyed it. I, I felt like it brought us back to the days of guitar riffs. Um, I, I enjoyed some of the uh, instrumentals in it. The singing was great. Uh, it was catchy. Um, hardworking I see, man. I see what you did by listening to it before you chose it, unlike me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, hardworking man was the, um, uh, I believe, the single on this on this album. It's a brand new album. Just came out this year. Um Hardworking man, good tune. Uh, I also like Dark Cloud. I thought that had a really good vibe to it. Um, I just, I just, it was for me. It was a, is an experience of a, a style of music I don't normally listen to, and it, it brought back um, a little bit of that um, instrumental. It, it almost felt like, a, like a, like a love letter to guitar, like instrumentals and and that style of music and and. It was just nice to see that this kind of music still exists or is being made. It's a, he's a younger guy. Um, looks like he's probably in his 20s. 26. He's 26. It looks like he's 14. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, young, he's younger than most of the albums we talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But I it mean, was just, I, I just had fun listening to it. It was completely out of left field. Um, you know, if you had asked me the week before, I wouldn't have heard the, him about him at all. Um, but it just was a right place, right time kind of thing. And I, so I thought, hey, I'd like you guys to hear it too and, and get your thoughts. I really love this album. It's really fun. It's, uh, yeah, it's got that blues rock sound to it that um, I'm trying to think of other. Uh, anyway, if something comes to me, I'll mention it. Mm. But um, yeah, just really enjoyable, really fun. Um, it, you know, it, it really. I mean, not exactly the same, but it kind of feels to me sort of a, a similar way to like the first um, Arkells album. Talk about a band from my town, my adopted mm. town. Um, yeah, it's very sort of working class blues rock. Now the Arkells mm. have diverged from that to more poppy stuff, but I digress. 
<laughs> digressions are allowed. <laughs> the Arkells are still good. I like the Arkells, but yeah. I very cool. much have the same problem as Richard of while listening to this, I had I had like deja vu of I have heard music that sounds exactly like this before, but I cannot tell you the names of any of the bands. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you on that, guys. Yeah, like I had it was I had flashbacks at a couple points of like I have played a song that sounds exactly like this in either Guitar Hero or Rock Band, and I cannot for the life of me tell you what song, which drove me nuts. Um, because it's it's definitely a and even with the the production, like it's produced in a way to sound like it's old, or it was recorded in the time. It doesn't have very modern sounding production, which can be good. It's a lot of modern record production is trash, but um, I thought it was okay. I think I think with this style of music, um, I amusingly have the same problem that Steve has with, or Steve had with In Flames, where I find Southern rock its conventions mean that like it has a narrow scope to what constitutes southern rock mm. and a full pickup album truck. of that pardon a pickup truck yeah Back the country. i think uh. the, the guitar riffs and stuff like that start to blend together for me um on things like this um, it was very well made and i think it's an excellent album but um amusingly i think it's a style of music that i i have trouble with and i find kind of samey after a little bit Unless you go like hog wild with it. <laughs> hog wild Southern rock. Um, and you start going very left field with the different instruments or think, like you, you take the jam band route and start playing for 10 minutes. I think, I think the, the type of music we're all thinking of is like CCR. <laughs> Womp rock. Yeah. It's not really CCR. Not, yeah. Not really. I, I really like CCR. I also um, like CCR. Yeah, I really like CCR. This is like um It's more like BB King does rock. Yeah, or Mississippi or, Queen. Like I'm trying I'm really yeah. for some reason struggling on like what's a launching point song. That was on, that was sounds on, like this. Mississippi Queen was on uh I believe on a guitar hero. Yeah, or Mississippi it might have been one of the first songs you get on the first rock band. Which is unfortunate cuz the way that game is structured, you play the early songs a ton. Before yeah. you start unlocking more. But I definitely do agree with your sentiment, Mike, that it's really cool. And you, I think um, Corey Wong was another good example of this before. Mm -hmm. with yeah, for younger sure. Younger generations continuing to, continuing to kind of like not fuse old stuff, like play very... Um, I don't want to say pure. That doesn't seem, that doesn't feel like the right word, but like paying homage to old, like existing styles. He, of music. He, his, the style is, is old. It's not a modern take on old. Yes. He, he yeah. is playing like the original way, like the old fashioned way of playing the style. He's not fusing it with like, I don't know, whatever kids would fuse this with these days, TikTok beats or who knows what. TikToks. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok like, across uh, the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah. I, I, I like the way it sounds. It's it's not it's not really my kind of music. 
Um, I appreciate what he did, and I thought he did it quite well. Um, but it's probably not something I'll go back to a lot. He, you know, it's entertaining as a change of pace. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. I don't have any really strong feelings about this one, which is mm, rare. Not, not, not not like the last album I picked and made you listen to. Uh, what was that again? The oh, the Who. <laughs> I, I had blocked it out. Blocked it out. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll remind I you every episode. See, scene missing. I hated Tommy so much. <laughs> like the the, the prob, one of my probably the most hated album. Like you just lost your crown, Craig. Ooh. Yeah, to, I've, to, had some, I've had some singers for you. You've had some terrible albums, like absolutely <laughs> god awful. I but, would phrase it as amazing albums that were not your thing. But <laughs> however. Uh but but none of them topped the, the sheer awfulness that was Mike's The Who Tommy. And maybe Eric also made us listen to the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. That was pretty terrible. And it was just bad. I think we need to make a trophy, like some physical trophy, and it's called the Steve Hates This Trophy. And um, like I, every time somebody hits a home run, run you'll pass yeah. it off. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I have the trophy for now, but then say Richard recommends an album in a couple of weeks that's just Steve wants to punch his hand through the window, then then Richard gets the trophy. <laughs> mm. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, this week I might get the trophy for choosing Jewel. <laughs> Jewel, so. I think, like, if we return to Jewel for a couple of seconds, I think when I thought about how young Jewel was when she made it, I think that contextualized a lot of the album. Yeah, sure, that, that's I fair. I can't, yeah, I can't rag on Jewel for pieces of you because she was twenty. Like, yeah, I, sure. I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was a good singles album. The the issue, the thing I'm saying this week though is that yeah, I didn't hate any of the albums, even in Flames. I was, just, I I wasn't angry. I was just disappointed. <laughs> you know, that Steve came out. I thought I I thought that uh, I thought they 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 really had something there, and they ruined it by, you know, gargling razor blades. <laughs> is this Gross. is that the second last album where they had to get someone from a different band to translate? I think it was. Oh, because they didn't speak English yet? Yeah, Anders, the <laughs> lead singer, his English wasn't good enough to write lyrics in English. So for a long time, they had someone in a different Gothenburg band translating their lyrics into English for them. It's funny. I, which is, I, I'm pretty sure everyone in Sweden speaks fluent English today. Yeah. <laughs> like every last person. It's not. English than we do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really or good. At the, or at the very worst, you get some Swanglish. And that's still funny in its own way. Okay. So um, does anyone else have anything more to say about Marcus King? No, All right. I like that. Go check him out. Go check him out, folks. Get yeah, he's, he's worth a he's listen. He's got some good stuff. Maybe, yeah. he'll be, maybe he'll end up being your thing. So before, um, one thing I want to say before we wrap up and go on to choosing our next albums, I want to make a note that um, a few episodes ago, and it's probably going to be old news by the time anyone listens to this uh jeremy volts his album won um ontario folk whatever festival album of the year the one that we talked about episodes ago good for him yeah we we gave him the the zero check bump yeah that's right turns out that we we 
basically made his career. So yeah. <laughs> we are key influencers. The old Weird Al bump. <laughs> you can right. thank us later, Jeremy. So um, on that note, I, I know that a couple of you have said you've had you have albums in mind for next uh, our next listenings. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to getting some new albums in. So. Uh, what do we, what do we have? I will solidify mine with the Misfits 1997 comeback album, American Psycho. Okay, this is the, the Misfits. first one, first one with their singer, Michael Graves, who I'm going to put a disclaimer in recent times has gone off the rails into January 6th insurrection, broad boy territory. <laughs> uh, Zero Truck does not endorse such things. Is it, it, is it anyway? Is it we don't endorse the overthrow the of the, the misfits. Can we can we go back to Danzig stuff? Come on. <laughs> I've actually never heard any Danzig era in flames, or not in flames, in Danzig era in misfits, so I have no attachment to it. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, my unfortunately, Mr. Graves' misfits is the one that I'm familiar with. But we can separate art from artist for this particular. Yeah, theme. I mean, people still listen to Michael Jackson. If they're willing to do that, then anything goes. Michael Jackson's music is awesome. And Michael Jackson was a pedophile. He was definitely a weird dude. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I <laughs> I'm going to go with everyone's favorite band, My Chemical Romance. Whoa. And I'm going to make you Whoa. all listen to the Black Parade. Whoa. This That's should be awesome. Black Parade. Band. I have maybe heard MCR like less than five times. This is going to be interesting. It's called The Black Parade? Yep. Yes. Okay. It's like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, but this is like the American Idiot of Emo, right? Kind of. I, I actually <laughs> really like this album. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. It's, it's not really in my typical wheelhouse, but let's make it happen. So my album, uh, I actually got a chance to have a chat with uh, with Craigers about this, so he knows which direction I'm going with this one. Um, I am I am aware that you guys have not done any Imagine Dragons. No, we haven't. So uh, I am I have chosen the Imagine Dragons album Evolve. What does that have on it that we know? Uh, Believer and songs like that. Mm. Th- thunder, 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 thunder. I don't think I know. <clears throat> You don't know that one? I do, okay. know, I do know Believer though. Anyway, it's it, yeah, I, I it's I was going on a bit of an Imagine Dragons kick, uh, just going through their essential playlists and stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't think you guys have ever talked about Imagine Dragons on the show, so it might be fun. I've to... never listened. I've never listened to an Imagine Dragons album. All okay. I've heard is their radio singles. All right, yeah. So now you'll get to Richard. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with an album. So when We'd first recorded our last album, and Steve had picked um, Jewel. My <laughs> first listen through, I decided that I would Tori rather Amos. listen to this. Yeah, we're, so we're gonna Tori do Amos. Some, <laughs> we're do some Tori Amos. Uh, I'm gonna do Under the Pink, uh, which is an which is an album of hers I actually own on CD. Uh, her 1994 album. That's hoping to do Boys for Pele. <laughs> also a good album. That's that's the one that I really really remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I get it was big in 
I guess it came out in 96, so I was like 17 years old. So that was, was pretty much the right time for me to hear it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have to say every week somebody has to pick like a Lilith Fair uh, album? No, <laughs> we, unless we're actually doing a theme, we shall not be constrained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be noted we have not done a theme episode in a long, long time. And it's true, but I mean, it took us a long time, time to get to theme episodes last time. Like, yeah, it was our, it was, I think it was our third <laughs> season before we started doing theme episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe our second. But depending on it. depending on when we record this next one, uh, we should try to squeeze in a Christmas episode where we each pick a Christmas album. Oh, should probably Shotgun, go. shotgun John get I, Christmas. I feel like Steve's about to throw up. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't think of any Christmas albums. Like, what, what's a Christmas album except for like Bing Crosby's greatest Christmas hits? Like, <laughs> the Charlie Brown Christmas special soundtrack. That's that's right. Right. Like, my the, favorite the, sound Christmas. Uh, there's got to be a punk one. Can we do mm-hmm. compilations? I would think so. After Christmas, give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> like the Glee Christmas album. It's a pretty good one. I don't know. We can talk about that after the next episode. There's always Mariah Carey. No. <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> I will revolt. <laughs> I listen to Tommy, but I will no, no, not no. listen to Mariah Carey. Hold, hold on. I think Richard almost got the trophy. <laughs> I mean, did that actually come off an album? <laughs> I think she has a Christmas album. She does, yeah. She only needed one. I think everybody, like a lot of bands have put out Christmas albums. Like Bare Naked Ladies have a good Christmas album. A lot of albums, a lot of bands put out Christmas songs, but it's yeah. like the full Christmas album is a real investment. Michael Bublé's got a Christmas album. Oh, gross. Uh, that, all Michael Bublé has is Christmas albums. Yeah, the Mariah Carey one is called Merry Christmas, 1994. I wonder how many Christmas albums Kenny G has. I would say eight. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Trans, Trans, Trans-Siberian Orchestra would be pretty awesome for... Oh, there uh, we go. We, we saw them together, didn't we, Mike? We did. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah, I, we, can, cool. we can talk about it. I, 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 I am viscerally against the idea of Christmas, like Christmas episodes, but <laughs> if, if, if we can think of four good albums... But, but what's, what's funny about that, with our current release schedule, it'll come out sometime in March. <laughs> Oh yeah, because we're like we've recorded a bunch of these. We have a bunch of these in the can, but like nobody's editing them. So <laughs> they, they, yeah, they just... I, I, think, I think I'm just going to spend like a Sunday, entire Sunday, and just edit. It's going to be yeah, like, ne- the whole be like thing, Netflix, and then, and then put us on like a two week posting schedule, and then yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have like we'll drop like six episodes, and it'll yeah. be like we're actually making a show. Yeah, you can yeah. you can you can binge the whole season of the Zero Check. Yeah. Also, how many episodes will a season go? Like, I, I, we, we, our, our seasons all feel very artificial. Like, when does think, one season end and the next begin? I mean, it's not like we're on any regular schedule as it is. I, I think I think we basically called a calendar year a season. Oh, okay. So oh. That, that's fair. We're getting near the end of the calendar year, so yeah. So we might get in like an eleventh or twelfth episode, and then and then start season four. Yeah, I like it. Season five. I think we did three seasons originally. Yes. Is this season four right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Season season five then. Yeah. It's like one redux. <laughs> Although it, it has been like it, when when Craig posted those old episodes, it was absolutely a blast to listen to them. <laughs> mm. Memories. I know, right? 
We should we should probably upload those to our uh, to our host. Hosting. Yeah, I mean it'll, it'll make it look like we're making content. Like do it on a schedule <laughs> again. So yeah. <laughs> the off weeks, you get a uh, you get an archival episode. Yeah, we we, we do in yeah. theory record this on a reasonably regular basis, but you know sometimes, as always, sometimes life gets in the way and we go a while between recording. So. We're not doing this to make money. We're doing this because we enjoy these conversations and have fun doing it. I had never listened to one of our episodes until Craig posted them. Sorry, hold on. We're we're not doing this to make money. I thought my check was in the mail. Oh yeah, it's it, right in the mail. It's still in the mail. <laughs> Son of a. All right. Yeah, and I started listening to them. I was like, "Wow, this is fun." <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, I like what we do. Yeah. <laughs> or did anyway. <laughs> You know what's going to be great about these? When we're old men, we can look back on these and listen to it and be like, ah, oh, we were idiots. <laughs> All those bands I mean, suck. I'm, I'm already doing that for the 10-year-ago the, the episodes. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty intense. I took a really harsh stand on that. <laughs> Who's so angry all the time? <laughs> what was going, right. was, there, was there something going wrong in my life? I don't know. Like, <laughs> All right. Great episode, guys. Okay. Yes. Uh, have a good night, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time we happen to record. Yeah. Keep safe, everyone. Bye. Peace.